Big Bang Theory. Amanda, he's adopted. How can I be adopted when I have a twin sister? Think, monkey. Think. Young Sheldon, coming to CBS this fall. I can hear them perks coming. I can hear the words coming. I can hear the screeches coming. Hello, everyone. Hello. Greetings. Welcome to The Gates of Shell, Episode 8. I am your host, Donnie Osmond, and joined with me, as always, my beautiful Mormon sister, my sexy sister, Marie Osmond. Marie, welcome to Shell. Hey, what's up? I'm, uh, I'm your girl, Marie Osmond. Um, I, I'm a real baddie, and I'm Mormon, so, you know deal with it yeah she'll drink coffee she doesn't give a oh, yeah. fuck yeah i don't give a fuck yeah i don't i don't even go for the caffeine free sprite i i choose the caffeine sprite yeah you do you like staying up after 9 p.m <laughs> oh yes yes <laughs> i do is that, is that not allowed in mormonism I, I your guess is as good what other weird shit you know that mormons um do they're only allowed to wipe with cloth I don't know if that's true, but that sounds true. I believe it. You know that Mormons, uh, not Mormons, sorry, in Utah specifically, uh, has the highest uh, multi-level marketing involvement rate per capita of any state in the U.S.? Well, yeah, it's because they have supportive friends. Yeah, no, it's, it's all through the Mormon church. They just go to the Mormon church and they're like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, um, you know, you, I, everyone trusts each other. And then if somebody asks you, Hey, do you want to buy, you want to like be an independent seller of my, this beauty product or this nutrient shake? They fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, they're all brothers and sisters there. Like they're not, not going to do it. It's like this podcast. It's like the, your friends, the friends are going to listen to this. Yeah. You get two, three more people to listen to the podcast and then they do the same thing. Yeah. And Jack and I get richer because of it. Well, richer in spirit. Not in yeah. uh, U.S. dollars. Richer in clout. Yeah, we're we're all we're trying to be hype beasts. We we yeah. I don't know if we can legally make money off this podcast, but damn it, we'll try. This is a clout based economy. Actually, speaking of fans, Optin, because uh, this episode we're recording after the first few have gone live, and I just want to shout yep. out quickly to our first Gates of Shell fan. Um, and that man is Luke Sullivan. Uh, so Luke, thank you very much. Uh, so Luke Sullivan is a bot on uh, SoundCloud and he liked one of our tracks and offered to promote us to get 2000 to 4,000 streams per, uh, track. And he called our track fire. So like that's, that shows how he really listened to it. Oh yeah. That's how you know. So Luke Sullivan, uh, as a kind of token of our appreciation, you and a friend are invited to come out to Los Angeles to join me and Obton on a, on a carnival cruise. And I will whisk you and your one friend and Obton away to, uh, I think we're going to go to Guam. Do, does carnival go that far? Uh, I, I, I guess. I don't know. All I know is the car- those carnival cruises must be real cheap right now. Yeah. Real cheap. Yeah. Just the four of us just holding hands, you know, spitting at each other and um, sucking doorknobs. We'll be the only ones on the ship. And also, now that I think about it, cruise ships don't go more than, what, 15 miles off the coast of any mainland? So since this ship is going to be going to Guam, we're going to be out in the middle of the fucking ocean. 
So oh, that's yeah. really exciting to be on a carnival cruise in literally the point furthest from uh, any landmass. So Luke, uh, congratulations. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll make those dreams come true. Obton, so today we're joined with our special guest, no one. It's just you and me, baby. It's just you yeah, and I. It's the way, the way we were born. Just, you know, the homies. We're back to our day one roots here, you know. Yeah. Don't forget where you're from. Yeah. Well, where you're from probably sucks, by the way. Where I'm from? Where I'm from, where are you from? Are you speaking of the, the royal you? Well, where I'm, where I'm from is a fucking terrible place. Tustin? Yeah. Yeah, fuck Orange County. Yeah, where are you from? Virginia, my guy. Harrisonburg, Virginia. Fuck Virginia. Okay, yeah, yes, yes, but we got some good songs about Virginia. I yeah, feel like sweet. Tell me about them. Oh, dude, like fucking uh, Take Me Home Country Road, John Denver, is about my... It's not about West Virginia. Everyone thinks it's about West Virginia, but it's really about my part of Western Virginia. Shenandoah, Blue yeah, Ridge West Mountains. Virginia. West Virginia is just Virginia with coal miners. Is basically the only thing I can think of that's different. West yeah, Virginia, yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I'm glad you bring that up because I can't think of a single song about California. Um, yeah, it must only be about Virginia. But this goes to show you, you know, like don't let don't let where you're from hold you back. You can always you can always just lie. You can always leave. You can always just imagine you are. You can always pick up a uh, mid-Atlantic affectation, even though you're a uh, boy in rural Texas. Yeah. And you can fake it till you make it. Sheldon faked it till he make it. Yeah. You know? Sheldon doesn't know shit about anything, and he's now apparently a famous scientist, if we take his word as uh, truth. Well, Obton, episode eight is titled Cape Canaveral, Schrodinger's Cat, and Cindy Lauper's Hair. I love the 80s reference at the end. Cape Canaveral, yeah. Schrodinger's Cat. It's going to be a nerdy science episode. I can already tell. Um, but then we got my girl Cindy Lauper at the end. And it's like, oh, you know, this maybe there's some redeeming value here, you know? But it's Cindy Lauper's hair, not Cindy Lauper. Yeah. yeah. So my guess yeah, her is... Hair, her, her hair is tight, though. My guess is that Mima is like going to a Cindy Lauper show and like wanders in backstage hammered and like tries to grab Cindy Lauper and rips out like a chunk of her scalp <laughs> and just has a handful of fucking orange hair right in her claws. She's like, I got it. Just building like a, a doll rec recreation of Cindy Lauper. Yeah, she's trying. Like, <laughs> she just need her hair. She's building a Cindy Lauper homunculus. <laughs> Great. I, I could see that, you know? Like, why not? Um, it's the 80s. Regardless, Mima is not exactly an artist. I can only assume Cindy Lauper's homunculus is going to look not quite on the mark. Yeah, I, I, I can see look some... more like Angelica from Rugrats. <laughs> if that. Yeah. They'd be lucky. Well, Obton, let's go watch episode 8, Cape Canaveral, Schrodinger's Cat, and Cindy Lauper's Hair. Uh, we'll be right back. Let's do it. I can hear them perks coming. I can hear them coming. Theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically. <laughs> I, like, what a goddamn pointless fucking way to end an episode. Oh my god. I wish I would have told him that if he were still alive. Yeah. <laughs> God. He's dead. He's gonna die. 
This is the fucking oh nerve. Oh my god. That bastard Chuck Lorre just ending it there. I mean, what a fucking twat. Jesus oh fucking Christ. Oh my god, okay. We're back, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Sheldon's dad is apparently going to die soon in the most bizarre voiceover conclusion to an episode I've ever seen. They just ended with, like, literally the last line. After the most goddamn pointless plot of any episode we've seen so far, Neil Parson just drops the line, like, I wish I told my dad that when he was still alive. What oh, my fuck? God. This episode. Okay. Before we get into it, I'm just going to break down the plot really quickly, and then we'll... Bro, we'll... nothing happens in the plot. Nothing happens. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try and do my best to... I mean, the, the cold open has a good promise, but anyway. So, true. this episode opens up with Bill Ponderosa and Mary Cooper lying in bed after having sex. So, already out of the gate, that, like, blew my mind. That they she And she's oh, yeah. happy, too. Like, sitcom, good sex. Like, the covers mm-hmm. over both their chests. She's, like, cuddling next to him. They're giggling. But anyway, Bill says he's gonna take Georgie camping and not including Sheldon because Sheldon's afraid to fish and afraid of all that stuff. But since Mary just fucked his brains out uh, with the beast that is her husband, he agrees to take Sheldon. So, Bill... Talks to Sheldon and asks if he want to go if he wants to go camping, but Sheldon asks to go to Cape Canaveral instead to watch the space shuttle launch. To which uh, his dad reluctantly agrees. At dinner that night, Missy wants to go too, but Mary says her, Missy, and Mima are gonna do their own girls' trip. So then, after the boys leave for their trip, Mary asks if Missy wants to go to the beauty salon and get done up, uh, but Missy wants orange hair like Cindy Lauper, and the mom says no. Uh, then Mima, in a kind of, uh, joking way, calls her daughter Mind Fuhrer. Uh, so we're right back <laughs> into the, uh, we've, time is a flat circle, ladies and gentlemen. We're right back to where we started. Uh, but in the car, Sheldon is talking to his dad about growing up, and Bill Ponderosa says that he wanted to play football before coaching, but he couldn't because he got hurt. Uh, I'd never heard that one before. Um, then we go to the salon where Mary is in an argument with her mom, Mima, uh, saying that she's tired of Mima making her look like the bad guy in front of all of them, in front of all the kids, uh, and then accuses Mima of not being a good mother when she was a kid, um, and basically said that she had to raise her siblings on her own, and we go back to the car. Sheldon is explaining Schrodinger's cat to his moron dad and brother. Uh, they end up at a motel, but they don't want to share a bed. So they flip a coin and Bill lies uh, and makes them sleep together. We go back to Mary and Mima continuing their conversation about if Mima was a good mom. And we learn that Mary's other siblings don't talk to Mima. Uh, that night, Sheldon sleeps in his dad's bed because Georgie keeps kicking him. And as Sheldon gets into bed, we hear the sound of thunder and it starts to rain. And they say, like, oh, if it's heavy rain, they're going to postpone the launch. Uh, And then the next morning, it's heavy rain. So then Sheldon refuses to leave because he wants the rain to pass. But then Bill picks him up and brings him in the car with Sheldon screaming. Uh, Nothing sketchy about a grown man carrying a screaming child and throwing him in the back of your car. 
Uh, but then the episode ends with Sheldon in a voiceover saying that he never got to see a space shuttle launch after that day, but that that was the best trip of his life. And that quote, I wish I had told my father while he was alive. And then it ends. So here's the thing. How is he going to die? Here's the thing. Like everybody dies. Like more like it just that's just the fact of life. Like everybody dies. Yeah, Sheldon. <laughs> so like grow the fuck up. So like wait, you just when when is he like when does he die? Also like what this is when is Sheldon like this also this weird thing of like oh Sheldon like does have emotions for his family, but he just never shows them. But like what like I just they're just trying to force him to be emotional. It's like, bro, I don't see a world where Sheldon is genuinely cares that his father's dead. I bet. I wonder if the next episode's gonna end like Georgie's an idiot. I wish if I would have told him that while he was still alive. Oh my god! Is it everybody? Yeah. <laughs> the, the twist Missing. being that Sheldon dies first. <laughs> yeah. Sheldon's talking from hell. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god! Ridiculous, man. I wish I had told my father while he was alive. We should have seen this coming. We should have seen the ending coming from a mile away. Because, like, they made Sheldon's dad look so much oh, yeah. nicer. So they were, like, prepping the audience for, like, them to kill him, maybe, oh, in yeah. a later episode. No, re they're really, really blue-balling us there. We just, like... Yeah, apparently Bill Ponderosa made Mary <laughs> come, which I that, don't believe. That's, like... There's a lot of a lot of good Bill Ponderosa action in this episode. So, for, we, I mean, it, it's like... It's, it's, you know, they say that like, you know, the French call orgasming the little death, you know, the petite more like, yeah, we start with an orgasm and we end with speculation about, we end with a cliffhanger that, um, uh, Sheldon's dad dies. Yeah. But how old is Sheldon in like the, that was another point. Like he's like how old in the voiceover? He's like 45. Yeah. Like, it's not like his dad died yeah. prematurely. I mean, like, who knows? Like. You had yeah, years to tell. His dad probably could have died like four years ago, and you're just like, man, you know what? Like, I should have told him when I was like 32. You know, <laughs> that would have been a good time. One of like the 40 Christmases we had after I moved out. Oh to yeah. tell him it's it's like that. Uh, like, uh, trying to remember that bit. I forget the setup, but it's just being like, oh, like you know, um. You know, drugs are bad. Like you know, like um, like rest in peace, my friend John. Um, he didn't die from drugs. Uh, he just died anyway. Like that's what it feels like. It's just like completely like he could have died any number of ways. You know. Yeah, I wish I'd told my dad that before he uh, before he walked into a bank and shot the teller. Exactly. And I wish I told my dad that before I killed him. Before my dad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I yeah. think. I wish I told my dad that before I shot him into space <laughs> as an experiment. I traded my dad's nutsack for uranium. Sheldon Cooper could be 50 in this voiceover, and he's just like, wish I would have told him when he was still alive. It's like, that would put your dad at, like, 89 years old. Yeah. That's pretty old. So your dad, yeah, your dad, your dad's Your like dad almost died three episodes ago, and you didn't want to... Mm -hmm. Think about that. He literally saw his dad, like, being pulled apart like he was, like, some fucking frog in a high school biology dissection lab. Yeah. And he didn't think to tell his dad, like he loved him or anything like that. If that didn't look like his dad was about to die, then uh, that's what I want to see. I want to see how Bill Ponderosa dies. Cause that's gotta be the most gruesome yeah. graphic fucking cannibal Holocaust level shit. 
Has he ever told his dad that I love you, just dad? Like, I feel like I feel like they have a, the opposite of what like most for most guys. It's like I've never heard my dad say like I love you, son. And for Sheldon's dad, it's the exact opposite. It's like I've never heard my son just say I love you, dad. Yeah, instead I, he just I've literally driven up him to every NASA fucking outpost on on in the southeast portion yeah. of the United States, and my son barely says thank you he just like kind of talks about how he wish he would have thanked me while i was still alive which is also kind of freaking me out <laughs> what if that's Very not weird. a voiceover he's just saying that i wish i would have told my dad thank you before i before he died <laughs> uh what was that she just says it out loud so just like takes like a wire and just like chokes his dad out just goes full like irishman on him yeah just fucking pops his dad in the middle of his ford bronco <laughs> I wish I had told my father while he was alive. I wish I told my dad that before he killed those children and stuffed their bodies <laughs> under our house. <laughs> oh man. I still I still remember when he was walking into the cop car with the FBI and the SWAT team surrounding the house. I thought Dad, remember that vacation we took where it rained out at Cape Canaveral? That was my favorite. <laughs> I mean, again, it, it's inevitable that he dies. So it's just a question of like, well, yeah, well, how everyone bad of a dies. son are you? You know, yeah, exactly. So you had like 40 years to tell this guy like, hey, you know that one beat-ass trip we went on that you probably don't even fucking remember? Like, yeah, that was great. I love you, Dad. <laughs> what a Hell sad yeah. life Sheldon is like. Yeah, truly god the one quick thing i was gonna say was like that scene where sheldon was uh at the motel and he was about to he woke his dad up and he was like dad i can't sleep george keeps kicking can i sleep with you and then he sleeps next to his dad and he's like you expel a lot of body heat and bill ponderosa's like uh like yeah sorry about that and he's like and then sheldon's like no it's okay it feels nice well, that was really creepy. I thought that was weird too. You know, like like if I my, get the I get the sentiment. Yeah, like if like I don't walk in after my dad just took a shit on the toilet and just be like, oh, the seat's warm, feels nice. <laughs> Thank you. I'm. I, that's. I love my, you, Dad. That's gonna be my pickup line with women from now on. Is I just come up to them and go like, you expelling body heat. I like. My dad took twenty five minute dad shits on the toilet. And I liked sitting down on them because it felt like a electric heated uh, seat warmer for the toilet. <laughs> I wish I would have told him that while he was still alive. God, see, I miss my human seat warmer. Now I have to buy a yeah, fucking. What do you miss about your dad? I miss how he warmed up the seat for me before I went poo. <laughs> it's like now I have to pay the gas bill for my seated tiles. I wish my dad was here to warm the seat for me, <laughs> but I can't because he's dead. Apparently, somehow. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. I wish I had told my father while he was alive. He already said, like, one moment, like, when his dad took him to the space, uh, to NASA. Yeah. He's like, my dad has never done more for me. I love my dad more in that moment ever. So he didn't love his dad more during this. This was just the best vacation yeah. they went on. And that vacation was literally driving six hours to a motel and six it's, hours I mean, home. That's that's yeah. the best that's the best vacation. Imagine he's been having on. such a bitch of a son that like <laughs> you can only like the only two times he shows affection to you are when you drive him all the way to Houston or when you drive him all the way to Florida to go to NASA. It's like Sheldon doesn't love his dad. Sheldon loves NASA. 
Sheldon loves NASA. It's, Sheldon loves NASA. It's just like it's just like if you had like if you had like a pet like lion or something or some like weird exotic pet animal and like it just hangs around you because you give it like meat. Like the thing doesn't love you. It just loves the fact that you're feeding it. Yeah, maybe that's why Sheldon ends up killing exactly. his dad because he doesn't he refuses to take him to like the Columbia crash site <laughs> to like. <laughs> try and find government technology in the ruins. I don't want to yeah. play with you I can, anymore. Yeah. He he kills him on his 16th birthday when he gets his driver's license. But he doesn't drive. We know that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He doesn't drive. He's just he's terrified of driving. Yeah, oh, maybe yeah. that's why he's sad his dad died because Georgie can't drive because he's a registered sex offender. Of course. And, Wait, is that is that a thing? If, if and, you're a registered sex offender, you can't drive? No, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I... <laughs> I don't know a lot about the law, but that sounds a little... I feel like that'd be really counterintuitive, because then they would have to go on the bus. And that's only... Like, yeah. that make it a lot worse. Like, you can't drive, but also, you have to get on a bus where, like, there's probably going to be a kid on there, you know? I don't know. Do kids take... Well, not a school bus. Well, I know not a school bus, but, like, kids... <laughs> there's not a bunch of kids on, like, a public I mean, bus. You, kids take public buses. Like, they take the school bus more, but, like, you know... I'm sure, I'm sure at some point, like, a child will be on a bus. Like, or New York City where it's, like, everything's densely populated. You're always getting on the metro. Like, how do you do the sex offender thing there? You don't. That's why, that's why it's safer for children to be there than, say, um, Galveston, Texas. What do you mean? What's the logic? Like, that scene at the end when Sheldon's dad grabs Sheldon, Sheldon's screaming, and then there's that yeah. onlooker that yeah. just does nothing. It's like, if that happened in New York, you'd have, like, a thousand, like, fucking people just come down on that and just like a, a rain yeah. of fists if somebody tried to snatch a child in the middle of new york in texas it's just like another day that's true that's true whatever bill ponderosa's idea of rearing and raising a child is is like largely indistinguishable from just abducting a child in the first place just forcing him to do things he doesn't want to do <laughs> Bill yeah. ponderosa wait dude now that i'm thinking about it that makes so much sense because yeah Maybe he told Sheldon he died and then went to Philadelphia. Like, what if he just told Sheldon that he died? Or somebody, he's like, relay this message to my oh, son. Oh, oh. Hmm. Maybe he's like, I wish I would have told that before my dad died. It's like, dude, just go to Philadelphia. He's like running a yeah. back over there. Your, da your dad's just chilling, my man. Yeah, your dad's, have, your, dad's, your dad's not only alive, but he's alive and well. Oh yeah, he's alive and he's he's slanging. He's he's hung. He's gonna be dead soon for sure with the amount of meth that Bill Ponderosa is doing. Yeah, maybe this does take place in a universe where Sheldon knows his dad abandons his family, and then yeah. he dies afterwards anyway. <laughs> yeah, this episode I just thought it was pointless. Like I don't have high expectations. You know, it's not like I'm like demanding like a lot of narrative depth from uh, this show, but like. It feels like 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 what it was just it was supposed to be like a cheap bonding between Bill Ponderosa and Sheldon and Sheldon's mom and Mima, and like they're current and like you know concurrently. But I feel like we don't get like a we don't conclude either narrative. You know we're not really like like what's there to talk about like except for the except for the fucking in the beginning that was cool. Yeah no that that was the, yeah. we have to talk about that Mary and Bill Ponderosa having sex. So yeah, it's confirmed. They fucked. Yeah, they're like, and and believe me, I'm just like you, the listener, being like, what? No way they had sex. Maybe they're just naked and in bed. 
Like, couples do that. Her giggle was a dead giveaway. Where I was like, oh, what? How do they have such animosity towards each other? And then once in a blue moon, Bill Ponderosa lays like good pipe. And then all of a sudden, yeah. every terrible thing he's ever done in their marriage is all of a sudden absolved. Fuck it. He made me come. Really? Bill Ponderosa. That's how it works, right? You can't do better than him? But that's how it works, right? Just like, you know, the, the couples, they argue and then they eventually fuck and then it's, you know, whatever. Maybe your parents. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna entertain that notion. Obson's dad has good wood. We can confirm that it's canon. <laughs> let's let's definitely not leave that in the episode. I'm absolutely leaving this in. So I mean, well, here's the, here's the fucking thing. Here's the fucking thing. <laughs> um, I I mean, so this is the, this is the evidence we get that. Because, you know, we didn't have any evidence that they were in a marriage that had any love in it whatsoever. And the first evidence they give of us is of them literally just fucking. And, uh, like, right off the bat, beginning of the episode, which is, like, I mean, good for them. Like, like you know, like, we, we, we love to see it, folks. Yeah, um, and, they have, and they have their first on-screen kiss in this episode. That, that's right. Good for their marriage. It's a good episode for their marriage. He hints at that, like, well, that, you know, we haven't had sex because of the, um, because of my heart problem, my heart surgery. He's like, dude, y'all weren't having sex before that. Let's be real. Yeah. He said, he said it was good for his health. Yeah. What do you think sparked this? What made them in the mood? Uh, that's a good question. Was it like, like he just, he came home one day and yeah. He probably, he probably didn't need dinner in front of her. <laughs> That's true. And she was like, I can stomach this for now, actually. She didn't see like barbecue sauce dripping down his chin or like just him guzzling like five beers. So she's like, eh, I can just, make this work. Just flakes of potato chips just on his <laughs> chest. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no football games on tonight. He's not going to scream himself hoarse at the TV. Like exactly he won't be tired out from watching football and getting drunk by himself to like maybe go more than a second having sex with me so i would like to think i would fuck all the time yeah oh that's adorable i mean like why not like at least a week you don't have to wait you don't have to wait till you're married get in a relationship it's the same thing okay yeah the first three months you'll be like rabbits but after that true yeah, no, I mean, that's how it works, which is, like, weird. Um, I feel like if you're married, you should bang at least once a week. Well, yeah, or else you'll fucking call it quits. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's got to be the, the key, right, to, like, staying in a good marriage is, like, you know, one of y'all have, at, like, at some point in a week, both you two have to get horny. Come on. It's like Dennis Prager says, like, it's the wife's obligation to get horny or else it's her fault oh the my marriage crumbles. God. That Dennis video, Prager. audience member, listener, if you have not heard it, the video where Dennis Prager describes um, why women um, ha should have sex even if they're not in the mood is one of the craziest, rapiest, and um, um, unfortunately hilarious things that you'll ever hear a psychotic conservative say. And I always say it's funny because it's just so clear it's so clear that his wife doesn't want to bang him. Yeah, and that's... The whole implication is just like, why does my wife not like to have sex with me? Let me write an article where I describe why it's actually uh, good for Western civilization for her to do that. 
let me write an article article about why my wife is going to hell if she doesn't find me sexually attractive. Oh my god, that's basically what he did. Yeah. Oh, and it's incredible. And conservatives do that shit all the time. It's like really fucking funny. Yeah. Dennis Prager is the worst of them, though. God fucking damn. Yeah. We should. I wonder if they have a screenwriting program at Prager U. Oh my god. <laughs> Enroll in that. Enroll in their comedy class, dude. I oh my great. god, dude. I would love that fucking thing. It's just Benny Johnson and, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, Steven Crowder. Steven Crowder, yeah. Just like teaching you how to just not be funny. Yeah, you fucking hippie liberals. Yeah. Can't handle comedy. I know. God fucking damn it. Come to Prager U and learn what real comedy is. You see that, um, you see that, I think it was like, it was a Steven Crowder who was like, um, he, she did like a thing where it's like, we're going to like, we're going to figure out how Epstein could have killed himself. Like, <laughs> like recreating everything. And like, that's pretty funny. Yeah. My roommate wanted to watch it and, um, no, but the thing is it wasn't, it could have been funny. He did a whole lot, whole ass live stream where he's like, I'm going to figure out if it's possible to like do this. And we're like, okay, like. Sure, this comedic potential there. I remember what he wa- he was watching, and I was watching it with him. I was just like, "This is genuinely horrific." Like, how do you make this unfunny? How funny would that have been if Steven Crowder like accidentally killed himself when he was recreating the suicide, and it's like no. he both dies and proves that Epstein did kill himself in the same video? That would have been that would have been funny. Now that would have been great. I honestly, like, I would have given it to him. I would have been like, props, like, you... The funniest snuff film of all time. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Easily. That would have been great. Yeah. As far as live streaming goes. Steven Crowder's accidental suicide on Twitch. Yeah. But, like, what the fuck else is the point? Like, I don't, like, aside from that, it's just, like, what we learned that, okay, yeah, the, the parents fuck. It felt like cheap writing... Um, they, they, they blue ball us with the fucking uh, rocket launch. Um, I just like, like, are they, are they, this is the second NASA themed episode too. Like we already had this exact arc with, um, Bill Ponderosa taking Sheldon to Houston to confront the NASA guy. So like, what's the point? Are they just running out of storylines on episode eight? Like, come on. Like, I want to see some. Make it outrageous. Like, give me something I really want to see. I, it just felt like a wash. So, you want to know the reason why they don't show the um, rocket launch? It's because they don't have the fucking budget to show a rocket launch. So, they just Dude, threw everything. I fucking literally had that in God. my notes. It pissed me off. I yeah. had that too. They didn't have it in the budget to show the shuttle lift so they just off. They had to go for a cheap cop out. Like, I mean, come on. Like, why would you even fuck? Like, I want to see my man Sheldon it's just so... get rock hard at a rocket launch, you know? Well, you saw at the beginning, his first thing was like he wanted to escape yeah. in the shuttle. Yeah, he wanted to. I don't know how he thought he was going to yeah, accomplish that. Yeah, he's going to like NASA security in order to be like, yeah, let's get this nine year old kid I mean, you know, into outer space. I mean, his dad stormed into the NASA office in the first round. I think he's like, oh, just storm me onto the rocket Yeah, but that was like... Also, he's like, because I want to leave... I want to leave this planet behind. Like, what, they were going to be like, okay, you're in here. Here's a space suit. And then he was just going to escape and live on what? Yeah, just fucking go for it. You know, like, be like, what? You're going to colonize Mars as a nine-year-old in the 80s? 
They're not even yeah. going to Mars. It's the 80s. Where they're going up to like literally going to like the rim of the atmosphere to like do maintenance work on a fucking satellite. He's literally going to get pelted by gamma rays and get microwaved into a what fucking What if Sheldon shrimp. got onto, like he did get onto the ship, but it was a challenger? <laughs> so yeah, you're getting off this planet, all right? <laughs> One way or another. That would have been a great way to yeah. end the episode. Sheldon's dad's like, oh, where's Sheldon? And then you just see like CNN news coverage of like the rocket burning up in the atmosphere. <laughs> Incredible. They never, they but Sheldon's a stowaway, so they never yeah. know what happened. No, exactly. Him. Yeah, they just like disappeared into, they just find like, char- they find a bow tie in the ashes of the Challenger. It's like floating <laughs> back down to Florida. It's like a pumped oh, yeah. balloon. Incredible. What else, what else happened in this episode? Uh... I mean, we did learn that Mary Cooper has siblings that don't talk that to Mima, which isn't a yeah. shocker like that. Not a shocker. Yeah. I mean. But why does she talk to her, though? Why does. I mean, because if Mima didn't have Mary, she'd be like literally out on the streets. You know what I think it is? I think th- I think they just want an excuse to not pay two more actors supporting cast wages. Yeah. But that's the magic. That's the magic of Chuck Lorre. Like. Give him an inch and he'll take a mile, you know? Yeah. I mean, they have to He's have like, a budget. Why, why do we need... Okay, I know what you're thinking. Space shuttle launches, that's way too high budget. But what if it rained? We can afford some sprinklers and some water guns to shoot over the cars in the parking lot. And then they can't go. Is that a real thing? Would they, would they not launch a rocket if it's raining? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would fuck something up. Why? It's a well, fucking if it's, rocket. It can last in space. Okay, Obten. Well, let me ask you this. What comes out from behind a rocket when it's launching? Fire. Yeah. And w- what puts fire out? Yeah, but okay. It's not going to put off enough. Like, it's not raining that hard. It's going to put out the Checkmate, Atheist. We're talking about space. Mima said in the episode she would have given it up for him in reference to John Glenn going to space. Like, giving up her virginity, which, again, she said in front of all the kids at the dinner table. How old was she when John Glenn, like, went to space? Um, he was the first American to orbit the Earth, circling three times in 1962. So, how old would she have been? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't fucking know. Do we know Mima's age? No, we don't. She'd probably be like in her. Th- she'd probably be like in her like. Okay, she's a grandma. She'd be in her sixties. No, she'd be she'd be she, yeah, she would be in her forties, I think, when this happened. Forties? thirties or forties. When John Glenn went to space? Okay, well think about it. It's eighty nine in the time of the show, right? Yeah. She has uh, grandchildren and her kid is at least like forty, you know? Um She's probably younger than forty. You think so? I don't know. But okay, regardless, if she's like in her late twenties and early thirties when when John Glenn went to space, correct? Uh, yeah, I would say at least like late thirties makes sense. Because I thought Mima lost her virginity like at sixteen, maybe. She still could have lost her virginity at sixteen. But she said she I would have given would've... it up for him. Oh, I don't think she means give up the her virginity. I think she just means like you know like give it like you know, like she would she would let him she would let him get do the nasty. Oh, she just would have fucked him. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I would have fucked John Glenn too. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, like yeah, that's like a low bar. It's like saying you would have fucked Muhammad Ali. Like this guy was the first human being in space well no what i'm asking is like well then that no i think she's referring to i would have given it up as in my virginity because like she could she she probably looks on like local news that the weatherman is like i would have given it up for him 
Like, I don't think she was specifying John Glenn as the one guy she would have sex with at the time. 1963, this is when the Beatles were about to, like, storm America. She's just like, no, fuck the Beatles. I want to have sex with the first astronaut. <laughs> Why would she care? But I, I could also be like, oh, I would like, I would have, like, abandoned my kids for him, you know? <laughs> like, I would have abandoned my family and shit for him. That'd be even funnier. Oh, yeah, that would have, that would have been wild. <laughs> What if I was like opted? I'm going to leave my wife and kids behind for Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to go. I'm going to go give sloppy to Carl Sagan. <laughs> Carl Sagan now. Yeah, exactly. Like his corpse. <laughs> I'll find out where he's buried. Carl Sagan's dead, right? Yeah, he's dead. Just like Sheldon's dad in the future, apparently. I mean, I'm going to go dig that, up. That I'm going to go dig up Bill Ponderosa and give it up for him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, um, well, what's up with you? How are you doing? I don't know. I have a zit on my back that I'm trying to pop, and I can't reach it. <laughs> good fucking good luck, man. What's up with you? Do you feel like do you what, what do you what do you feel like is like? What's your day like? What are you doing, Jack? What are you up to? I wake up. Um, I flip off the sky and curse God for granting me another day in this <laughs> hellish purgatory that we all exist in. Um, and then I try to write or I come in here. I, uh, I look at my big fat liar poster. Uh, I look at my haunted mansion poster and I think, why did I have the decor of a 12 year old boy? (laughs) And then I sit on my toilet and pretend to take a shit while I read my copy of Dianetics. That's pretty much my day. As one does. Then I, and then I log on and do this podcast where I talk about young Sheldon and how he's going to kill his father or how his father dies. Yeah. What do you do all day? I mean, you've already explained to me that you just mostly beat off, but. Yeah, I, I, I beat off. In between sessions, what do you do? There is no in between. It's just a constant stream. It's a real endurance test. You know, I, you know, I do. I'm day edging. Is split between your day is split between jacking off and then repairing the damage you've done to your foreskin with like gauze and <laughs> stitches. And well, well, I, I use lotion, obviously, constantly, but it's, it, I'm just edging. You use lotion, you pussy. 72 hours you straight. Pussy. 72 hours straight. I use, I use If you're going lotion. 72 hours straight, you need lotion. <laughs> if, you, if you're going 72 hours straight, I you use need lotion. lotion. Like fucking wuss spit on your palm god gave you lotion it's in your fucking mouth spit on my palm god wow so i'm going bare any other time of the year any when i'm not in quarantine it's always no lotion but i'm telling you good save if i'm edging for two weeks straight if it's just a constant i'm jerking off now i know i was waiting for you to finish it's been 45 minutes i'm like damn he's I know it's it's impressive, right? You know what? What you know? What we should do. We should for one episode. We should watch a Big Bang Theory porn uh, parody. Yeah, I guess if it's Big Bang Theory, type in Chuck Lorre porn. Chuck Lorre porn. Yeah. I feel like feel like uh, I feel like. What am I gonna be getting out of that? Type in Chuck Lorre anal. I ain't finding anything. Did you try Chuck Lorre? There's an article on Roseanne Barr. I didn't try uh, Chuck Lorre anal. Try. Type in Chuck Lorre Les Moonves anal. Oh my god. You do that, my guy. Wait, hold up. There's a lot of stuff about Chuck Lorre and Charlie Sheen. Well, you know, Chuck Lorre's best friend is Les Moonves. You know the guy that got kicked out of CBS for sexual harassment and assault? That's his best friend. 
Oh, really? Wow, that's uh, not surprising, yeah. actually. There's a lot of... Uh, Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Exactly. Or, I guess, in this case, you're just your, your friends even Keep closer. Keep your friends close, and if they don't get invited to Brian Singer's pool party, make sure to extend the invite. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Kaylee Kuko stuff when you search Big Bang Theory porn. It's a lot of people simping for Kaylee Who Kuko. plays Sheldon Cooper in this? It's got to be Johnny Sims. In the Big Bang Theory porn? Oh, that'd be great. Why wouldn't it be? What else do you have to say about this episode? Anything? Any final moments? Um, Bro, fuck that episode. Yeah. I, I Mima, every episode, just like makes some comment relating to Jews and her sex life. Every episode. Every yeah. single time. <clears throat> every episode. Every yeah. single time. Well... I think that's i think that's enough for i today. hope we get more plot i hope we get yeah not a lot of plot yeah. glad we didn't have a guest on because i feel like yeah not a lot of plot whole lot of foreshadowing but yeah i guess that's it for us thank you um for listening but regardless stop listening uh don't share this podcast please don't yeah. but regardless if you're listening thank you stay safe uh, keep watching Young Sheldon on One Two Three Movies or Put Locker or any other uh, pirating service. If you want to watch it, so you can catch up with where we are at, then go for it. And I guess that'll do it for us. Uh, Luke Sullivan, we'll see you soon. Luke Sullivan, um, I can't wait to get coronavirus and just hang out with you. Have a good night, Luke. Peace. CBS this fall after the Big Bang.